right, KISS Army. Welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. We hope that you enjoy. 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 Welcome to episode 350 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. Today, I have St. Louis KISS Lonnie. What's up? And Alex Bagboy. Alex. Alex. Oh, he's having, Where is he? He's having nurse? Wi-Fi issues, so uh, he may join us. He may not join us. Um, and, of course, we have Ken. 64th Blizzard. On the... 69th. <laughs> on the message board. Hello. All right. So, last week's episode was fun. Um, Carnival of Souls, or mm. Torment of Souls tour. So, thank you for everyone who chimed in with your lists and telling us how terrible our picks were that's always entertaining today we're gonna rank something we are going to put on our pink headbands we're gonna mount our white stallions we're gonna get the fans going wait, blowing wait. our hair wait, wait, wait. i'm not i'm not going to mount a white stallion okay just just a second i'm <laughs> not get your mind out of the gutter good <laughs> lord uh, uh. All right, so get into your station wagon with your plush fake velvet seats. You know, put uh, what what would it be? A Caprice Classic, I said uh, initially. Right. We're gonna put in an eight track, and we're gonna play Paul Stanley's solo st- or solo station soul station. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've kind of organized this by ranking every song on the album and then we're going to split it into two sections to discuss and we're going to start with the covers and then we'll finish up with a ranking of the new original songs that paul has written lonnie what were your thoughts on soul station and what were your expectations and were they met or exceeded or not met when you first listened to the full album well when I when I heard he was doing this, you know, he he had done some shows and that, and it, there was rumor that there was going to be a, a Soul Station album eventually, and it was kind of an eye roll, like, what are what are we doing, type thing. I I didn't have high expectations for it. I I I didn't listen to really any of the samples before it came out, or I know he released um. IOI before it came out a couple weeks. I never, I never really even listened to it. Maybe thirty seconds or a minute of it. I didn't really listen to much of anything of it because I really didn't have an interest in it, to be completely honest. And uh, I guess it was the you know CDs come out on Fridays now for whatever reason. And it was a Thursday. It was Thursday night, and I said, you know what, I. I guess I better order this thing because it is, it is Paul Stanley. It is kiss related. You know, I have everything else the man's ever put out or everything else. Any other member of the band's ever put out. I guess I better order this thing. So I ordered it Thursday night and it came on Saturday and I I ordered through Amazon because I, I, I don't, I do physical CDs and I didn't get, I didn't get the, I didn't get, I, I didn't get the vinyl. Which you know, like for Origins Volume Two, I got the vinyl for you know for Aces on, but I just didn't have much interest in it. So I ordered it last minute. It came on a Saturday. Um, I was painting that Saturday, and Becky said, "You want me to 
throw this on your iTunes? I go, yeah, go ahead. So threw it on my iTunes and I, you know, was listening to it as I'm going. And it surprised me, actually. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Um, I'm not saying I love it and it's all I listened to for the last two weeks, but I do enjoy it more than I thought I would, considering I had zero to no interest in it up until 12 hours before it came out. Um, I've listened to it a few times. I've tortured my wife with it a few times. She she is not into it. Um, but I, I've listened to it a few times. It, and it's it's okay. It's better than it met it met my it it surpassed my expectations and it's okay. You survived, or was it the paint fumes? I, it may it may be both, because I've I've done a lot of freaking paint in the last time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's a very cool, honest answer. Um, Ken, what about you? Ken. Hello, Ken. Ken. Julian, I think you and I are just doing a show now. Oh wow. <laughs> All right. So let's wait for Ken to to uh, crash his Skype session and maybe come back. Or you're fr you're frozen and we can't hear you, Ken. So sorry. Oh, okay. So he, Ken doesn't want to answer that question, so I will. Um, I wasn't sure how interested I was in this. Obviously, this All Station project has been going for quite a while, and you know, a lot of that music is simply not in my wheelhouse. I have very little interest in it. I've heard of it. I know who the acts are. I've watched the Temptations documentary, which I think is one of the really good um, music biopics that have been done. Um, Smokey Robinson, I can't stand. False, that level of falsetto, it's just too much. Uh, but some of the other songs that Paul has done, you know, kind of interest me. So I was interested in what Paul was going to do with them and whether it was going to be tolerable um, as a listening experience. And I think I'm a little bit like you, Lonnie, that I put the album on, I ordered the vinyl, ended up, I think, uh, pre ordering the iTunes because I'm not buying CDs. Um, so I downloaded it, I listened to it, and I kept it on rotation for a couple of days. It was just, it was very well sequenced. So it made for an engaging listening experience. I think when I had it on without headphones and other people could hear it, it was like, oh, that's nice. I prefer the original versions. Well, I don't prefer the original versions. I'm more interested in listening to the music track uh, i loved you know hearing eric pop up in places uh, a bit more as well and i was kind of listening to how he was doing on the drumming i know that's been one area that people have said that he he didn't really quite do it in a 70s r&b feel but it sounded like some pretty good drumming to me so yeah i i i was overall impressed i don't think paul has shamed his name with this project i think he's respected the material and also made for you know a, a pleasant listening experience all right ken go your your response to that question if Welcome you're able back. to hear me what was the question oh um yeah expectations right okay um yeah my expectations weren't the highest on this um part of them were met based on um, Paul Stanley, knowing that Paul Stanley was going to have to sing pretty much the whole thing in falsetto, um, it, it kind of kind of is 
the only thing that you know he's he did some other stuff not uh, on this that not falsetto but uh the majority is falsetto um because that's his main singing voice now um um otherwise i was more surprised about the new songs how how good the new songs were um versus the you know the covers the covers are you know you're playing with fire there and it's dangerous to do some covers some classics um but the the new songs i, I didn't know what to expect really there um but there is a few really good well-written songs um that meet that kind of soul motown you know feel so uh yeah a couple of songs kind of get you know get stuck in your head even um so it makes you think well geez shoot you know why why not then after this project man try try writing some kiss songs you know you obviously can still write um why not you know do it you know just to do it whatever uh yeah he probably won't but <laughs> it would be nice but so yeah my expectations were kind of uh more surprised on the the new material than the old material the covers i would love it if uh, a current r&b you know name heard one of paul's new songs and loved it and covered it that would absolutely tickle me mm-hmm. uh you know no end but you've got a pretty deep musical taste deeper than me um i think you've proven that over and over again with your appreciation of of, a wide variety of acts how familiar were you with the original versions on this album and you know just respectful or just passable Mm -hmm. would you call them uh the new versions um uh about half of the new ones were or the the covers were respectable um there was others that are just the you know, kind of passable or you shouldn't have you know play with fire basically um you should certain classics you shouldn't touch uh leave them leave them where they're goes you're not going to beat the original in some cases so um, you know, yeah, that's how I felt about it. It's just half of them, yeah, they're respectable, pretty good job covering it. And then some other ones felt, you know, that gave me that karaoke feel to it. Mm. Yeah. Lonnie. <clears throat> I agree with Ken. I think I, I was impressed by, by some of the covers that how, how well done they were. Um, and, but others did fall short at the same time um and, and like ken said it's it's dangerous to do covers because everyone just has that song especially some of these staple songs that that he that he did um just embedded in their mind but whether you're a fan of of this kind of music or not everyone has heard the majority of these covers at one point or another and because they're such staple for Julian, of course, because they're such staples, um, they are embedded in your mind. I mean, this is the kind of music that that I heard a lot of growing up, you know, in my mom and dad's car driving around. It's, you know, this was, you know, they they got married in 1970. I mean, this is this is their heyday type music. You know, they they love this stuff. So I've I had heard majority of this stuff this stuff 
growing up. And I think that's one reason, too, why I didn't hate the album when I put it on, because, it, you know, it, music reminds you of music always has, you know, timestamps on it and, re, and it brings you back to certain things. So these songs and not here, not really, I don't really seek out these songs, obviously, because I have a different taste in music. But hearing these songs, even though they're done by, you know, maybe my favorite artists of all time, um, it just brings me back to that. So but it is dangerous to do those 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 covers, like Ken said, because people would just. I, 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 the song sounds a certain way in my head, and if it doesn't sound this way in my head, if, if it doesn't come, if it doesn't sound a certain way coming out of the speakers, well, then it's not right. But I think they're, but I think they're very well done, um, for the most part. Yeah, there, there's some of them that, that, that they fall a little short for me, but for the most part, I think, I think the covers are very well done. Okay, let's get the elephant out of the room, because there's been a bit of a discussion or a debate about Paul's narrative about this lifelong love of soul and its, you know, inspiration on him. And I don't recall very much in anything I have ever read Paul Stanley say in interviews or books or, you know, Kiss Cruise Q&As about this love of soul. It seems like it's come out of nothing as a reason to justify this project. And I, number one, I, I think if that is the case, that's perfectly fine. I could also understand that if Paul um, never mentioned it, it was because it was crossing over a few too many genres and there would have been a fear, you know, of, say, Kiss 1974. Well, Paul, what are your inspirations? Well, you know, I really like Solomon Burke and, you know... You, you got to say, you know, MC5 and Iggy and, you know, Albert King um, and all of those sorts of things. So I, I think there's a tight balance. But do you think Paul has sold himself and the project well? He's certainly done a ton of podcasts and appearances and press and whatnot on it. How authentic do you feel it is, um, you know, for that debate? Lonnie? I have a little bit of an issue with that because, I mean... I, I've I've read a lot of Kiss and I've listened to a lot of Kiss interviews. I've read a lot of Kiss books, as both of you have, as majority of our listeners have. And I'm with you. I, I really don't, you know. I, I've read his autobiography. I've read, you know, Ken Sharp's. I've, I've just read countless and countless countless of of things that talk about his background and and influences. You know, Paul always talks about Zeppelin and Hendrix, about being influences. Always, always always go read anything it's zeppelin it's hendrix i want how many times have you heard him say i wanted to be jimmy page i mean you you've, you've heard that in almost every interview that he's done talking about his background and his inspiration so i i i, I don't know if i have a problem with it because that's like me like being like t twitter pitchfork mafia saying i have a problem with this but i i do find it odd that in 2021, all of a sudden we're we're citing this genre of music as being a, a major influence on what I've done the past almost 50 years. When for the past almost 50 years we've heard about Hendrix and Jimmy Page, so I, I find it odd more than anything else. If if it was an inspiration to him, great. I'm not. I mean, who who's to say that it's that it's not? You know, you know, maybe 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 the fact that that I like Bon Jovi, that I'm really not really forthcoming to say that, that I'm more, you know, likely to say other bands when somebody asked me for an influence. But I just find it odd that it's never come up at all. And Alex is gone. <laughs> I'm, I, 
I'm here. I just want to switch back to the office that I was at because I'm like standing in my bedroom right now. So I'm okay. gonna switch. Okay. Back. Okay. <laughs> Do it. All right. All right. So narratives. Production of the show is yeah. off the charts. I know. It is. It is. <laughs> um, yeah, it makes it exciting. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, he hasn't really mentioned that anything in the past. Uh, saying you know. Uh, Motown or, or, you know, you listen to the stylistics or whatever, you know, um, and that, that was a big influence on Kiss. Um, no. Uh, and I think even though he didn't say it, that doesn't mean it wasn't. I think everything you listen to when you're in younger, you kind of have influences. You hear the radio, AM radio, you're going to like certain types of songs, certain groups and whatever. Uh, and just hearing it in the background sometimes uh, could be an influence. Um, and we'll get to something on the on this list of a song that I I the chorus is kind of a ripoff, but anyway, uh, we'll get to that. But it's a deep uh, tease for later. Yeah, <laughs> deep tease. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it was, and like you said, Julian, that he couldn't really say it. Um, you know, when you're, you're promoting Kiss and you're going to tell your fan, you know, the fans and saying, uh, yeah, the, you know, we've got Destroyer coming out and Shout It Out Loud is, was influenced by, you know, the Manhattans or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, Doesn't people are going to say, what? Uh, now he's saying it, you know, uh, to sell this album, but it, maybe it's a, another counter effect where you can say, oh, well, this guy was in Kiss, and he's saying he was influenced by, you know, Motown, and they did, you know, certain songs they did that were influenced by that. He said, oh, well, maybe I'll check out Kiss and buy a Kiss album. You know, reverse <laughs> psychology, get some people to buy Kiss Kiss albums. I, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I, I never heard him say anything in the past. Uh, all right. Well, Alex, you've, you've missed all the preamble. You're yeah. looking skinny, dude. He is looking good. I, uh, I mean, I that running. That. I was, I was 285 in November, and I was 248 yesterday. Good for you. Congratulations. Good. Great job. Well, let's jump into the rankings. Uh, and Alex, I'm going to be starting off with you because we're going to start with the. You know, I want to definitely start with you before you uh, drop off from Wi-Fi failure. <laughs> again. Um, so let's let's get you featured. We've split our ranking into two sections. We're going to start on the covers from least popular to most popular. So in last place, it only managed to get eight points between us. It's pretty much universally not cared for. Lala means I love you. And that was from the Delphonics. So Alex, what do you think of that song? And why did, why did you rank it where you did? So it's weird. I actually, the song itself, I actually adore the song. It's one of my favorite songs. I had it played at my wedding. I really like Todd Rundgren's version, which he did on a Wizard of True Star. And there's a great, uh, he does it in a medley with, actually with Ooh, Baby, Baby, and another song called I'm So Proud. Um, and, and they just released a live version from the Wizard of True Star shows in 2009. And and I like Todd's version the best. Uh, Paul, I'll give him credit. He tried to do the uh, falsetto that the Delphonics do with it, and and it's it's a, it's a hit or miss when you're doing a cover. Do you stick as close as you can to the original? 
Do you embellish it a little bit or do you make it your own song? And, and you know, it's just difficult. You know, some people may say, I don't like 2000 Man off Kiss's Dynasty because it doesn't sound like the Rolling Stones version of it and stuff. But then you got, I think, a majority of Kiss fans think Ace did an amazing job because he made it his own song. Um, and, and I just think, um, and, and I, I invite anybody who's listening, you know, go check out Todd Rundgren's version of, of La La Means I Love You and A New Baby Baby, which is both kind of ranked low on my list. And, and you know, he didn't, like Todd didn't try to do the falsetto part all the way through. He he recognized what his vocal range was and he did it in a range that was more suited for his sort of singing. And I guess that's my why it ranks low for me is I'm like, oh, Paul, like, I like the album and it's not to be like a hitter, but I w wish he maybe would have stuck a little bit more to in his vocal range and, and tweaked it just a little bit more in his style. Yeah, I found too much auto-tune, annoying background vocals. Mm -hmm. uh, the the auto-tune was noticeable in parts. Was my, my bi I don't have a problem with using it where he feels he needs to. Uh, but the falsetto, I just don't care for. And I don't like the song. So it was my least favorite. I was the only one who had it as, at the bottom of my list uh, completely. Ken, you had it uh, the same ranking as uh, Alex. Yeah, it's even going back, you know, when I heard it when I was young, I never really cared for the song that much in general. Uh, I, I mean, I thought it was okay, um, but uh, it wasn't one of my favorite uh, types of songs in, in this, you know, genre. Um, and yeah, the, I, like you mentioned, the uh, auto-tune stuff, I mean, that pops up a lot, I think, in, in this uh, CD. And it was really startling at first when I first listened to this because I get really, you get used to it after a while, um, listening to it more, but and kind of you don't hear that auto tune as much. But when I first heard it the first time, put the CD on, I was like, I was like, oh, oh, and, you know, I couldn't take my focus off of it because it was just so strange to me. Um, and, and with Paul doing, you know, having that done on some of the stuff so anyway yeah this song is uh not it's just not, not a favorite of mine that's all vocal smoothing not auto-tune lonnie you liked it the most okay. out of us and it was third from bottom I, for you i don't have it through i was just looking at our rankings section so can you you and alex had the same like well where did i have it i had it third from the bottom um <laughs> we talked we talked about how you know some of the some of these cover songs that they're they're dangerous to do and this one this one was dangerous to do for for paul and it just it didn't work for me i again i i don't mind the song itself um but this version falls very short it, it like i can said it sound some of them started some of these covers started to sound like karaoke and this sounded like like karaoke almost on steroids and that because it it just i i couldn't i didn't buy it you know what I mean? I couldn't buy it, especially because of the all the, the auto tune in it. And you know, I love Paul Stanley. I really do. But that's not what Paul Stanley sounds like in 2021. <laughs> so I, I and that's why I, I ranked it as low as I think. I, I just didn't buy it. And it just it just it seemed it seemed fake to me more than anything else. All right. Fair enough. Let's move on. Thirteenth place. Ooh, baby, baby. 17 points so you know already we're 
it's clear, going from eight points for the least favorite to 17, you can tell people are all over the place with their rankings on this. Um, so, Ken, you have this as your least favorite on the album, unless I got yours backwards. Uh, I think you got it right, yeah. I put it as my least favorite because I really love this song. <laughs> And I don't think it was done justice. The the version I grew up listening to, the first version I heard was was on this album, where Linda Ronstadt was doing it. Um, and she's done a couple of two or three Smokey Robinson, you know, uh, songs. And hers is the definitive for me. And like Lonnie was, or I, Lonnie or Alex, one of you were saying about uh, making it your own version um of a song um that is to me she made that version her own and that's if you can do that you know more props to you paul did not do his <laughs> make his own version i don't think it lived up to the original and uh, that's why i because i love the song and i think it just it just didn't it didn't do it for me that was another one that kind of fell into that karaoke kind of thing all right, Alex, you had it the next lowest on your list. Yeah, just uh, same with um, uh, Lala Means I Love You. Um, again, Todd Rundgren, and maybe just because I'm so used to, like I said, that version. Um, he does a great version uh, on, on it. He's got, like, a, like I said, soul medley. You guys can look it up. It's really good, a really good medley. Uh, I, I enjoy it. In fact, Back to the Barge is good because it cuts into I Saw the Light, which is a great song by Todd. Um, and, and again, you know, I think it's just that struggle. I think uh, I don't mind a little bit of the vocal smoothing that needs to, to happen. I think if you're <laughs> a realist with, with Paul and his aging and so forth, it's, it's expected. But again, kind of making it their own, uh, tweaking it just a little bit, maybe singing a little more in the vocal range. The song, the actual like song itself, I, I again absolutely adore. Uh, in fact, the, the whole Soul Station aspect and the music, I love all, most of these songs. Are great songs, and so um, it's just I'd say the cover and you know what I was hoping with it is kind of what fell a little flat for me. Yeah, whereas I don't like the song at all. Never have, probably never will. I find it too syrupy. Um, and, you know, when I did my review, I just said, we're moving on quickly to the next song. So, Lonnie, you like this the most out of us. I know. I noticed that. Um, I, I think it's fine. I, I don't have an issue with it, per se. Um, I, th I think he does a decent job with it. Is it, it. It's really, really close to the original version of it. I think, I think he tried to stay as true to form as it was possible and did not try to make it his own and just tried... Like Ken said, as much as he could to try to make it sound almost perfect to the original version of it, and, and I think and I think it's fine. I, it, and I and I guess I ranked it that that higher the, the highest because it's a song I know, it's a song I'm familiar with, it's a song that maybe felt comfortable to me, um, and it's Paul Stanley singing it. So I I don't I don't have an issue with it. I, I think it was fine. Is there you know is there some some auto tune stuff going on? Yeah, probably. So, but. I, I I think it's fine. I, I think I ranked it almost in my top third, so it's it it was a it's decent to me. I I enjoyed it. 
All right, next up in 12th place is You Are Everything, originally by, I think that's the uh, stylistics. Uh, you and I ranked this the same, and I'm still traumatized by Rob Halford's version back in the 80s that never got released. Priest teamed up with uh, <laughs> um, Stock Aitman Waterman to do some tracks, and yeah, uh, I'll leave that there. So you and I both had this pretty low on our list. Uh, what yeah. are your thoughts on that one? Um, I have it pretty low. It it made me fall. Asleep. It it was it was a it was a song that almost made you fall asleep. It was, it's just very slow and it's just, it's just, boom. And it's just it it just it didn't do it. It just doesn't do it for me at all. Is is it a, it's a it's a good song, sure, but Paul's version of it just it 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 just did not move the needle for me at all. It. It, it's as I continue to listen to it over the last couple of weeks, it's one that I just began to skip because I it, it wasn't moving the needle. It was slow. It's like, all right, I need some I need something a little more here as I'm trying to grind out my work day. You know what I mean? Or as I'm trying to drive home, I, I it doesn't it just didn't do it for me. And, and not that I don't mind a ballad or a slow song, but it was it was just too syrupy and too slow and too lullabyish for me. So I, I ranked it second to last. All right, Alex, you, this started to get into the middle of your list. You know, what's your take on You Are Everything? I don't know. I, 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 not a hater of the song. In fact, I, I almost picture it's like that song you hear when you're watching TV and like, you know, two in the morning and it goes to commercials and it's like, Time of Life presents the Soul Love Collection for twenty nine ninety five, And that's like that one song they play in the background and stuff. And it's got the beach scenes and everything going on. Um, I, I, I kind of grew up with the song, so that's why I think I probably ranked a little bit higher. I will say I do agree with you, Lonnie. You know, obviously it's all slotty songs, so that that slow, slow ballad songs. And, um, you know, we're, we're, I think we'll all get to IOI at some point, you know. And, and, you know, that one's got a little bit more up-tempo and stuff. And I will say I would have liked a few more up-tempo uh, soul songs to, uh, to to balance it out a little bit. But, yeah. All right, Ken, and you had the highest ranking on that one. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't even know why I ranked it that high, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, I, I think that uh, how I felt about about it the most recent time I listened to it, that's why I ranked it at you know five on my list. Um, but yeah, it's it's a song I heard, but I didn't overhear it, and maybe that's why. Uh, I thought it was, you know, a decent, decent job and, and a good version of the song. Um, nothing, you know, didn't didn't ruin it or anything for me. Uh, so that's I ranked it up there. I said hey, it fit pretty good in with a lot of the stuff that he's trying to do. So uh, I, I ranked it up higher. All right, so I think it's in 11th place, The Tracks of My Tears on 24 points. And uh, for me, this is just one of those songs that doesn't need to be covered. I'm not a big fan of it, but uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on it? You know, I never knew the name of this song, <laughs> but I knew the song. You know what I mean? It's one of those songs like, I've always heard, but I, I never knew it. And it, um, it, it's 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 a classic. I think his version wasn't uh, wasn't terrible. I, I like it. I know I ranked a little bit lower on my on my list, um, but I think sometimes I just comes to struggle going like, which songs do I go to? You know, when you, I think everybody, when you get the album and stuff, you kind of do a couple listens from start to finish, and then you start, you know, skipping a track here or there, going to the ones you'd rather hear more of than, than the others. Um, 
but but I did enjoy his his version of it. Uh, a little bit more of that falsetto uh, singing going on. Yeah, and Ken, you had it the same as Alex, so tracks of your tears. Yeah, I think that's another one that, uh, again, I, I, I grew up and heard, I think, in the in the 70s, uh, covered again, um, that I thought, you know, I couldn't compare it. Uh, I could compare it to the Smokey Robinson, um, but, uh, yeah, it's it was okay. Um, I just, I just, you know, felt kind of blah about it because uh, the other version I I like so much is, to me, so much better than than this version. Lonnie, you had it uh, ranked the same as me. Yeah, kind of middle of the pack for me. Yep. Um, I kind of agree with Julian that it's just, you know, the Smokey Robinson version is so good. It's just kind of messing with the classic a little bit but it, but it's decent to me um i think paul does a decent job with it um i think that the band sounds really great on it and you know i, I it, it kind of to me it, it's kind of like one of those songs that kind of is what this album is they you know it, it's okay you know it, it kind of surprised me a little bit that that it was as as good as what it was just kind of like the album in general did um did it need to be covered i don't know Maybe, maybe not, but it's it's decent, and it you know surprised surprised me that it that that it's done to the to the level that it is. All right, and another middle of the pack song comes next on twenty five points, just one point more than tracks of my tears, and that's just my imagination running away with me, the temptations, of course. Um, and for for me, this is one where Eric stands out on the album, and you, you get to hear a bit more of him. Uh, vocally and it, it just makes a nice change uh, again it's very middle of the pack it's you know one of the classics I think one of my big disappointments of this is it's not much of a tour or an introduction to new soul there's only I think two songs on here that I'd never heard before I was hoping for a little bit more depth and this one's just a little bit too obvious um, but we're, we're all pretty agreed on this that uh, it's middle of the road Alex Yeah, I was excited to to hear the Eric Singer, uh, his little part. You know, I had to kind of uh, rewind it a little. Like, is that Eric? <laughs> you know, it sounded like Eric. I got to go back. You know, and because uh, I mean, I always say uh, CD booklet wise doesn't give enough info for my for my for my taste. I like I like the good CD booklets with lyrics and who sang on what and and all that jazz, not just a name and drums and vocals. Um, I know I put on the middle uh, on my list, um, you know, decent cover. I mean, I think that's that's kind of the little bit of the struggle, I th- at least for me, with the album and with with my personal rankings. Is you've got these originals and you've got these covers, and it's I think a little bit tricky with the covers of do they top that cover or even just that version that you've grown up for 20 30 years hearing that version and they get a different version and they sit there and go how does it compare to that um and stuff but i do uh really did like the eric singer part and uh paul if you do another soul station album i hope you you know and you got eric in the band i hope you may incorporate him a bit more on some vocals because for that little clip did great nice ken you actually ranked this the lowest of us yeah, this is another one of those songs I've heard a million times uh, the pa- in the past. I mean, the Temptations, right? And so, um, 
yeah, it's it's just one that I was like, ah, you know, don't don't touch this thing. Um, don't try to cover it, even try to cover it. Um, I would I would have rather done you know lesser hits um, to tell you the truth of, of from you know the genre uh, than this. But you know again, it's this is another one of those that I think sounds comes off as you know it's okay the orchestration the backing band the production's good but it just comes off as again a little bit of karaoke for me who is it that just decided i should be at a meeting at 3 30. <laughs> so sorry uh lonnie yeah. you know it it's good again i haven't been kind of middle of the road as well like you guys like um you guys are saying um and, and and I guess it's middle of the road because you know it's it's a good song you know and a good song is a good song a lot of the times no matter you know sometimes it's hard to screw up a good song but it is such a classic like like Ken was saying that you know do I really want to touch do I really want to touch that and go there um, you know um, Guns N' Roses did like a, you know, did the Spaghetti Incident in '93, and they did like just punk songs, but maybe songs that weren't very well known. To Ken's point, what Ken was saying, you know, may, maybe maybe taking a, a left turn and doing something like that would have been more interesting and intriguing instead of messing with, you know, these these classic songs. You know, instead of you know, Guns N' Roses didn't rec- didn't cover, you know, Stairway to Heaven or, or Rock and Roll. You know, they they covered you know some more off the beaten path type stuff so you know maybe that would have been a it was, it was an intriguing comment i hadn't thought about that Ken, but that's 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 interesting maybe that would have been a better way to go and just covering some some rare type soul stuff because these are just this classic stuff and and a lot of people are going to hear it and just throw it out the window like no that you can't touch that you can't don't mess with with that song and it, it is such a classic but i, I ran it ranked it middle of the road because i know the song i like the song and it's Paul Stanley singing it, so I can't hate it. Yeah, so don't mess with it is my comment for the next one. Uh, on 30 points, let's stay together. The Rev, Al Green. I'm like, that just is one. I'm really not sure if Paul Stanley should be messing with that one in particular. Yet, it's one of my favorite songs on the album. It's, it's my third favorite pick um, for the whole album. So... On the one hand, I'm like, why are you doing this? On the other hand, I'm like, it's such a great song. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's getting ranked really high as a result, regardless. So uh, who else had this pretty high? Well, uh, who? okay, who didn't have it high? Alex. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, even uh, the regular, it's, I don't know, It's that's one of those songs where it was overplayed. My, uh, I love my parents to death. That was like that one, you know, must have been in some movie soundtrack. That was like my parents' things when I was growing up. You know, they had the albums for like bands, but then, you know, they go see a movie and that's they get the movie soundtrack because they love the soundtrack. And I think it just got played way too too much in, in the car on, on road trips and stuff. And so, um, I would, you know, so when I start having, and that's like I said, this album it gets tricky because you start having to be very objective like okay and, and throwing a lot of subjective into it where do i really see this what songs am i really going to and so it just kind of kept moving down the list as i was doing that for my ranking yeah so lonnie and ken have it pretty middle of the road on both of theirs it's only me who gushed for it so uh lonnie it's it's again it's it's 
feel like I'm giving the same answer to a lot of these questions, but it's fine. It's 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 again, it's such a great it's a it's such a good song, and and he did a fine and he, they did a fine job on it. You know, I don't I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I'm not gonna go seek seek it out. I don't know how much Soul Station I'm really gonna be listening to a month from now or a week from now, but I, I don't I don't hate it, but. And I'm not in love with it either. It's 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 okay. Just kind of like the album to me. It's it's okay. Yeah. And that's a boring answer. Well, <laughs> you know, you, you could do the House of uh, House of Commons Prime Minister's Question Time answer. Please refer to the answer I gave the gentleman some <laughs> moments ago, rather than repeating your answer. Ken. Yeah, I mean, this song. It's one of my. It's it's got to be one of my. You know high all-time favorite songs in general um i think it's just a great song the original version of course um and that's why i ranked it i mean it's right in the middle of my list but you know i wanted to give it more just because it's just such a great song um but the fact is is it doesn't have that feel uh that vocal feel that um al green had uh you could feel it when he's singing it. I mean, he meant it. Um, where when Paul was singing it, I don't, I don't, you get that feeling that he's really meaning what he's singing, right? Uh, telling the story of the song, um, that sort of thing. So it ranks high because it, it is a good attempt, but it just kind of falls in the middle because it's just, it's just not there, and it's, it's net. You're never gonna, you're never gonna match that original and uh this is another one where yeah you should have totally twisted it it could have ruined it too and tried to make it your own um so which he he doesn't seem to have wanted to do with any of these songs no which which is in in some ways i I don't know whether it's fear or respect uh that he wasn't going to try yeah probably (laughs) all right moving on to i've lost track of what place we're in uh but we are on Ooh Child, which is actually tied with Let's Stay Together, but it had more high votes than low, so it won on a technicality. We're all over the place on this, um, with the exception of Lonnie and me, who agree. Lonnie. I have it pretty high. I have it fourth from the highest. Um, I I enjoyed this version of it, um, and I just I just enjoyed the song, and I, th- I think you really did a good job. I think you can... I, th- I think this song, more than a lot of the other covers, um, really has the feel to it that I think are lacking in some of the other covers. I, I buy it more. You know, like Ken was saying about the last one, like he didn't, he just didn't buy it. It just didn't have it for him. But I, I buy it in this one. I, I, I buy what, what Paul is selling me, a child. Um, my wife did not. She asked me to go download the original version of the song because she liked this. She goes, I like the song. But I don't like this version. Can you download the original version of it? I'd like to listen to that. So I did. Because I'm, you know, a nice guy. But I, I enjoyed this version of it. And the one thing I wish is that I think this song, just I wish he would have put out, and and I don't know the the arrangements or, or 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 circumstances surrounding it, but I think this song, Soul Station, should have put out on its own a year ago, like right now, would have been perfect, I think, as 
you know, don't give up hope, you know, think, things are going to get better type thing. I think it would have worked perfectly when no one knew what the hell was going on a year ago this time. And, and things just look so bleak and dark and put that out on its own. Like Alice Cooper put out a song like with a similar type message, like things are going to get better. And then he put it out on his album that came out, you know, um, a few weeks ago. But I think, I think this song which would have been so cool standalone on its own a year ago right now. And even today, listening to it, it still spoke to me in 2021, listening to it at the end of March of 2021. But I think March of 2020 would have been the perfect time for Paul to say, screw it. I'm just putting this out on iTunes, putting it out for the fans. It would have been awesome. But I do, but back to my original point, I I, I buy what Paul is telling me in this song, and that's why I ranked it as high as I did. Nice. And I mean, I, I ranked it the same as you, but I think I'm I'm coming from a different direction that I, I thought it was a really good first single from the album. So that's kind of colored my opinion of the song. I wasn't particularly aware of the five stair steps. You know, it was only in like researching the song stories that I dug into, you know, some of the original acts on this stuff. So I thought it was, again, for the same reasons as long. It's so positive and, and it is nicely executed. So um, well done. All right, we'll go to Ken next. Uh, it, was, it was in the middle of your pack. In the middle, right next to Let's Stay Together. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I, actually, I didn't. When I was younger, uh, I don't think I liked the song as much. Um, but I like it more now than I did back then. Because um, it was, it was, you know, I was pretty young when that came out. Um, um but uh, I thought he did a respectable job. <clears throat> Excuse me, he did a respectable job on the song, and uh, yeah, I think it, it it came out okay. So th- therefore, it yeah fell in the middle of my pack, higher than a lot of the other ones uh, that he covered. All right, we've covered Ken's least favorite. We've covered my least favorite, Alex. This was yours. Mm-hmm. Tell us why we're wrong. <laughs> You guys are wrong because I say so. No, um, I just, I've never been really big. I mean, the message is great. I do agree with you, Lonnie. And, and in fact, when you just said that, I'm like, you know, like, yeah, like what a great way to have even just introduced the idea of Soul Station to the general masses a year ago. Um, you know, when, you know, things were needing uplifting um, because of, you know, the chaos that we were, you know, the whole world's been kind of under. Um, and so it's kind of a great message. It's just, it's never been a crazy favorite of mine. I, it's just like, a, to me, I just feel, it just feels a little cringy. Just the song in general, you know, and I've seen it in movies like Guardians of the Galaxy um, and stuff like that. I'm just kind of like, oh, this song again. Um, and, and this is like the only song that I really felt I really heard the uh, vocals smoothing um, in, in the beginning and stuff. Um, but but I do want to say, and, and I think I, I really feel I think we could all agree, the music uh, the musicianship on this album is top notch, um, and so the musicianship of of this track and the other tracks are phenomenal, and I don't want that to you know at all diminish the song, and so you know with making my list, you know a, a song's got to go at the bottom, it's just the way it is, and so for you know just a song that's just not one that I. I listen to in general. It just happened to be that. No, you've explained yourself. Let's carry on with uh, the second most favorite of the covers, Baby I Need Your Lovin'. 
and for me this was middle of the road but i think this would be a gr it's a great closing track on the album and it would also be a great crowd mm. participation song so um alex you rank this one highly let's go back to you <laughs> i i love uh, the four tops uh in fact that <laughs> i have one of mine if paul did another four top song maybe burn a bit no just kidding i i, I like the same old songs probably my favorite four top song um i just always like this song i mean if you guys have been watching this show you know alex had likes his village people and i love like that disco -y and 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 the strings and that soulfulness and it's just always been a favorite song of mine and this is for you know, again, it's that, that trickiness of like, do you go stick original or do you twist it? And this one, I'm glad he stuck very close to the original because it's one of those ones that it's, it's um, I don't know, I, I'm not good with the music terms, but you know, it, it, it was already spinning gold when it came out, so why tweak it to make it gold again? Yep, kind of holy ground for music, you know, you just don't, you know, graffiti it in the wrong way. Lonnie, you um, ranked this one pretty high up on your list as well. It's pretty high up on my list as well. And 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 again, it's and we're, we'll get into these more with with now, now that we're in the, the higher part of my echelon too with these rankings. And again, I buy what Paul's selling me in the song. I, I love I like the original version of the song. I like what Paul did with this. I hear I hear Paul Stanley more in this song than I do, and maybe some of the others. I hear that classic Paul Stanley vocal just shine through, and I think that's why I, I, I like it as much as I do. Um, it's it's not a lot of falsetto. It's not a lot of, you know, this. Well, that's really not what Paul sounds like type thing. I, I hear I hear the rock star Paul Stanley in this song, and and I love it. You know, it's 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 the it's the vocals of, you know, my favorite songs. You know, it's the vocalist of my favorite songs, and. It, it's hard for me not to like a song where I, where I can hear that classic Paul Stanley in it. So I buy what he's selling. I hear Paul Stanley in it. I like the song. It's good. Middle of the road for you, Ken. Yeah, I mean, though, uh, I do agree with Lonnie that, you know, the, the vocals really, the classic or some of what's left of the Paul Stanley's classic vocals is, you know, shines through. And I was happy not to hear another falsetto because, um, you know, you just can't do one and then another. I just, it's just kind of start, starts to grade on you a little bit. Um, so this was a nice change from that standpoint. And he did a, you know, a decent job uh, of covering it. Um, I think the only reason I put it around the middle of my of the pack for me is because I've, I've heard this so many times. It's one of those songs that you just have heard so many times over, over the years. Um, but again, yeah, the, the vocals were a good thing. And that's the only thing that made me think, well, shoot, yeah, you know, he has a little bit left. You could, fix, you know, do the fixing and stuff and, you know, record a kiss, you know, still maybe pull off a kiss song. Yeah. Who knows? All right, we've, we've reached the winner of the covers section of this ranking, and it just eked it out by a single point. Could it be I'm Falling in Love? Opening track on the album, um, which I said was a bad opening track. Alex, uh, this is middle of the road for you. Yeah, I just, um, I mean, when you, I'll be straight up. When you, <laughs> well, you know, middle of the road's my top list, or and we haven't got to them clearly. Are are the originals, uh, except for Baby I Need Your Loving, that was my number two. And so I'll get to explain those when we get there. 
Uh, but just so if you look at cover wise, this is my second favorite cover. Get love the spinners. Um, spinners are a great band. Uh, Working my way back to you. Uh, it's one of my favorite songs, and and this one too for the spinners, just a great song. Uh, but you said when I get to the originals and I get to describe those, that'll explain a little bit more why. Yeah, Ken, you like this one as well. Well, clearly yeah. we all did, but winning the ranking. It's another. Yeah, another one of my favorite songs. Um, I really like the spinners, and you see, yeah, it was on. It was the greatest hits of the spinners, but it's on here. Um, so yeah, I have it. I'm well aware of the song, and you know, I think it's a good choice uh, for a song to pick. And they did, I think, more than any other cover, they did this the most justice. Um, they did a fantastic job on it. Um, it's still, yeah, it's not gonna be as good as the original but at least they they got pretty close Lonnie you like this the most yeah I have it um it's my it's my favorite non it's my favorite cover on the album I think it's good I I, I thought it was I thought it was a good way to open the album actually because it kind of eases you in a little bit where I put the album on not knowing what to expect because, like I said, I hardly listened to any of the samples before it came out. And I put it on, and, and it surprised me. I'm like, oh, well, you know, this this isn't what I... I mean, I, I, I know the song, obviously, but this is better than I thought it was going to be. And every time I start the album and I start with that, I'm like, you know what, this, this, is, this, this is decent. This is, this is more than I expected, exceeded my expectations. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I, I think Paul did a good job on it. Um, again, I hear some of that Paul Stanley in it, which I, which I, which I truly love. So it's, it's my fate. You know, if, if I, I don't know, I, the more I think about it, maybe I like, baby, I need your love a little bit more, but it's too late. I submitted my list and here we are reviewing it. So I'll stick with it. It's my favorite song. It, it's good. I, I, I really like it. I, and, it's, and it's Paul Stanley, so I can't not like it. So I ranked this the lowest. And I don't like it as the opening track. I just don't think it comes in. And maybe, as I said in my review, it's me stuck in a Neanderthal rock paradigm that you come out punching with a big kind of uh, declaration as as the opening track. I think uh, Ooh Child would have been better as the opener because it was the first single. So I kind of go back to that traditional Mm -hmm. thing that your first single is your introduction to the project. Your first track on it should be, you know, why would you release it as the first single if you don't think it's your most powerful statement of what this album represents, as that's going to either put people off or turn them on to or maybe persuade them to buy the album. So I I came at it from a, a very kind of uh, predictable point of view. I tried to do math and justify it, but it, it, it's you know what it's it, it's still a good song. Um, as clearly you know, again, it won our selection. Let's get straight into the originals and our least favorite. We have a tie. Um, whenever you're ready, just loses out slightly by the higher votes. Uh, on 29 points, all this stuff is still towards the top end of the overall ranking. Alex, let's start with you on there. You rank it highly. Um, go. Yeah, I I, I like it. Um, this is the one that had the the duet with um, I got the CD right here uh, with Crystal Star, and I, I thought I thought it was fun. I I didn't mind the duet aspect. I remember when I first saw the track listing. Um, 
and I was like, oh, do it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's how I felt like with like seeing Lita Ford's name on Ace's Origins and stuff, you know, because you said, like, and especially with Paul, I mean, this is his third solo album. I <laughs> sure we got the Kiss stuff, but you know, you've got a 78, you got Live to Win that came, you know, roughly, what, what um, 20, 20 years later, was it 18, 18 years? It was the gap. I'm terrible with math today. And then, you know, now we've got this coming uh, 15 years after Love to Win. Uh, so, you know, for me, I was like, if I'm, I've waited so long between these gaps to get a Paul Stanley solo album, I want as much Paul Stanley as I can get on, on, on the CD and stuff. Um, but I, I like the feel of it. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's more up-tempo. And, and again, I think we'll find out with his covers, he's really got some up-tempos that I really, uh, I'm really impressed with his songwriting for these. I mean, again, I'd love to see it. One Last Kiss album or one rocking Paul Stanley solo album. And who knows, maybe we'll get surprised with something someday. Um, but I, I will say I am super impressed. And so, Paul, if you're watching this, I, I really am impressed with your, your songwriting skills and hope if you do another Soul Station record, um, you do more originals than, than some covers. You know, um, you could do a couple of covers, but give me the originals because you've uh, got a great writing team and you've tapped some magic in there that is really good. Nice. I mean, that's a great sentiment to express to the artist as well. And what I like about our rankings for these is that they were all over the place. We didn't all just have Paul Stanley songs at the top of our list because they're Paul Stanley songs. Other stuff bumped some of his stuff down. Lonnie, um, since you're about to take a sip of water, what's your... <laughs> um, I like it because I, again, like like the other songs I like, because I, I hear Paul in it. I and, and I, I hear Paul in it more than just his vocals. You know, I, I, I see the songwriting pro I, I hear the songwriting process when I when I listen to this. Um and it, it's it's so great to hear a, a, a Paul Stanley original song. We we haven't had a Paul Stanley original song, I guess, since since Monster in twenty twelve. And that was, you know, Christ, that was nine years ago, which is pretty remarkable. And I had to do the math in my head real quick when Alex said Live the Wind came out 15 years ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's disgusting that Live the Wind came out 15 years ago. <laughs> but, um, I, I I think it's a good song. You know, it, it's ranked middle of the road, I guess, with with our rankings when we look at it. Actually, pretty high, I guess, compared to what um, when you look at it in comparison with, with some of the some of the covers got. You know, I, I hear Paul Stanley in it. I I hear you know his voice. I hear his songwriting process and um, you know, I, I, I'm interested, it would be almost interesting to hear what, what that song would have with a more of a rock feeling to it almost, instead of like the soul type feeling, like a different arrangement of that song might be, might be kind of interesting too. So I liked it. I, I, I think it I think it was, it was well done. Ken, this did not rank highly for you. No, it was pretty low for me. Uh, I just didn't like it as a, as a duet in general. Um, um, and I thought the you know the chorus was okay. It just eh, it was just kind of a eh song of the five you know originals he did. Um, though I am on the same page as as Alex that where I to me I would have rather have had him just done one cover on this album and then the rest all all new stuff because obviously he can write pretty good stuff. And the thing about the new stuff too is. You, he, he, you know, him being the writer, he's invested in it, I think, more 
than those covers um, because you know he could feel it and he, he can he has more feeling in these uh, originals than than the covers as far as I'm concerned. Um, the other thing about covers is uh, you can comp you compare all the colors he covers he did. You're comparing. It's always comparing. But here, with all this new stuff, there's nothing you can't compare it to anything. So you're just taking it for what it is, um, which is which is good. So yeah, it, but unfortunately, of, of his new ones, uh, I didn't care for this one that much. So this ended up being middle of the road for me because it kept getting bumped down the list by other songs, which was actually quite a nice thing. I thought the as a duet, it was really good. I think Crystal Star has star potential, uh, great voice. Um, but I all automatically had images of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's duet, you know, with a with a more powerful oh. kind of stage yeah. uh, presentation. Yeah. This one could be knocked out of the park with a, with a powerful and a, an emotive performance like that. Just the dynamics. It, it could easily, you know, uh, come across that way. So it's a great song, but it, it just, again, it got superseded by other songs as I went through my Winamp playlist and said, bump, bump, bump. And it just kept going down. All right, so tied with it, um, slightly ahead, Lorelei. And uh, let's see who, well, Alex, you and Ken have this the same. So, Alex, let's start with you. Um, you know, I got to be honest. It's, it's To me, the intro gives me a bit of a Beach Boys vibe. Um, I'm thinking like Wild Honey era of the band, so 1967 Beach Boys, a little bit vibe. Um, I, I'll be honest, between the five tracks, it was difficult to put them into an order and stuff. Lorelei isn't isn't a bad one. I just really enjoy the other ones a bit more. Um, I'll I, I be honest, when I first saw it, I was thinking like, is that the stick song? <laughs> Luckily, oh. they, they, you know, the little thing yeah. mentioned, you know, it was the original, and I was like, and, and so I was there very uh, interested. He called like, oh, okay, so I wonder what his is going to sound like, because I'm so used to that. There is a song called Lorelei My Stick, so I'm excited to see what he's done with his own uh, composition of Lorelei. But again, uh, I, I think he's really, really good with his originals. Yeah, so Ken, uh, you you agreed uh, on positioning anyway with uh, Alex. Yeah, it was, it was six out of the fourteen, so it's you know out of the half way you know. Um, so yeah, it's a good song. I I enjoy it. Um, pretty good melody, uh, good verses, and and uh, the singing is good. Every you know everything's nice about it. Uh, it just it's kind of for me it's kind of like the other. Uh, Whenever you're ready, uh, song where it's it's more to me, just okay. It's there. It's pretty good. But do I really want to go back and listen to it? Uh, maybe not as much as some of his other tunes that we're going to be hearing, you know, talking about soon. Fair enough. I ranked this the highest of us all, and this is where I saw the the white horse and the purple headband and the flaming sword. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Coach Dad, the kid finally hit a ball. Hoorah! Paul Stanley can still write an amazing song. That that was my oh, immediate yeah. takeaway. Take and I used, uh, you know, superlatives like spectacular, incredible. Uh, because it is just, a, for me, it was a very, very well-crafted song. And, again, I'd like to give it to a vocalist still in possession of their full, you know, faculties. Uh, or, or voicing. Or, um... Right. Because it is just, he still has the skills. And that makes me so sad that he can write this stuff. And this isn't R&B. This isn't soul. This is crossing genres. 
yeah, for me. Um, meanwhile, Lonnie doesn't agree <laughs> doesn't with everything you just said. <laughs> I disagree with everything you just said. I, I skip the song almost every time. It does not do it for me at all. When I started my list, it was easy to put this at the bottom. <laughs> and, and I went from there. It It's bad, in my opinion. And I, you guys got done singing its phrases. And I'm sitting here looking like, wow, I did rank it pretty. I ranked it last. And you guys all like it. So I, it, it does not do it for me whatsoever. And to each their own, I guess. But for me, it falls well short. It's another song. I just felt like I was falling asleep during it. And I just, I just skip it when I listen to it at this point. Maybe I need to go back and try to listen to it again. Maybe I need to take my finger away from the skip button because apparently I'm missing something. But for me, it, it doesn't do it. But I'll try, give it a try it while wearing it your purple headband. Voice. Just tighten just, the headband real tight and go for it. Sock somewhere. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And hold hold it off the sword. Sock. All right. So uh, in in third place in terms of the originals. Um, I do. Alex? I uh, I like it. I, I think I'm probably just completely biased. Uh, I, this has kind of been the the uh, CD for the, the past couple weeks in the car rides with my little one. And uh, she's starting to dig music. She starts singing. So every time I have this one on, she does a little doo. And so I just, I just like having my own little duet, little Soul Station concert in the, in the minivan as we're driving to the Y and stuff like that. Um, but but I, I like it. I just, uh, I like the mellowness of it, too. Meanwhile, I'm like Lonnie with this one. I ranked it the lowest out of all of us, and this is Paul Stanley mm-hmm. trying to be Smokey Robinson, and that style of vocal I just do not like. Um, so, I'll leave that there and go to someone who did appreciate it, Ken. Yeah, I I thought it was really good, um, and uh, I do like the the melody. Everything's really good about it. Um, I like how they used uh, the backing of the uh, arrangement of the violins uh, in in that. Um, of course, I like that kind of thing. You know, ELO <laughs> get some of that kind of stuff going on in the background. Um, so I think it's a really good, well written song well-performed by everybody. Um, it's catchy, too. It's, it's pretty catchy. So, yeah, I, I enjoy it. It was, a, it was a, obviously a good stab at trying to, like you said, Julian, doing a, writing a Smokey Robinson you know, type song, and he, he pulled, pulled it off pretty much. Yeah, all right. Lonnie, take your finger away from the skip button for this one as well. Yeah. I, I I had it ranked pretty low as you did, Julian. It, it didn't do it much. It didn't do much for me. Um, when we get to some more of these originals, they do resonate with me, but this one did not. It's just I I thought it, as much as you know, you you didn't enjoy the could it be I'm falling in love to start off the album, and then we go into I do it it, it just to me it just kind of just kind of drug into this the second song. We're just kind of like okay, let's let's get going. A little bit here um maybe maybe it's the positioning on the album maybe it's the song itself but it, it didn't do much for me and it and it, and it still doesn't so i'm i was un, unimpressed um with the song unfortunately tough crowd all right did i cover everyone on that because i'm losing track 
You do. Uh, okay, thank you. All right, so in second place, and now it's a clear separation. The, these these are the most popular tracks on the album uh, as a whole as well. So uh, on 47 points, Save Me From You. Alex, let's start with you. You know, I love my wife to death, and she tolerates my enjoyment of Kiss. Slightly <laughs> Kiss least. fan. But, uh, but, you know, uh, and she's been, um, she's been cutting my hair. She's gotten into doing haircuts. And so we were out the other day, and she was cutting my hair. And so I just put this on, and, and she really liked it, they, they actually, the whole album. But w- when we first got together, I, I, she was like, what other song music do you have besides your rock and roll? And I had, like, that CeeLo Green. He's got that song, you know, it's on the radio. Crazy. Forget You. Or, uh, Crazy with the Norris Barkley. Well, I've got that actual CD, and there's a few uh, – there's a few tracks that are in that style, like kind of like, you know, orchestrated disco-y style. And and she she mentioned, she goes, oh, that sounds like a CeeLo Green song. Like CeeLo Green could totally be doing this song and stuff. And I was like, yeah, you totally, I, I totally can see CeeLo Green uh, doing a version of, of Save Me. Um, and so I just like it, you know, the intro at first, I was like, okay, okay. But it's it's got a little bit of this like, promiscuous kind of a sound uh to the beginning of it and stuff a little mystery uh which which makes it fun and then again lonnie you know you brought up with with paul's um especially his originals uh, and stuff you, you hear the paul stanley vocal and then we'll get to the number one where i, I definitely you know he's his vocals shine but you, you hear that kind of paul stanley singing that just you know goes like yeah that's that's my guy that's the uh that's why i love kiss so much because i love the vocals of paul stanley Nice. Great sentiment as well. Great great references to other music, which I have no idea who those people are. Uh, Lonnie? Um, I enjoyed this one uh, very much so. It, it it feels like a Paul Stanley song. It I I, I hear Paul Stanley in it. Um, it has, you know, I, I love, you know, it, it's more up-tempo. It's, it's good. I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, much as I, I didn't like some of the other originals. I I thoroughly enjoy this one. Um, and like Alex said, you know what, that's it's Paul Stanley. He's still, like you've said about some of the other originals, like you guys said about some of the other originals, he's still got it. He can still write a damn good song. And it's and it's damn impressive is what it is. So I thoroughly enjoy it. Well, you just said exactly why it ranked number one for me, because I was blown away that Paul Stanley can still write a song of this quality. And uh, across a 50-year career, I was just mouth agape when I heard this song and just the song craft going into that a lifetime of experience and a really good ear for song um, just absolutely stunning people are like well you know it, it, this guy wrote Strutter and all these other things yeah but this is a really good song you know I'm not measuring 2021 Paul Stanley against 1974 Paul Stanley I'm saying that this is a really fantastic song today and it's also well executed on the album. I go back and back to it. Ken, you also dig this much, muchly as well. Well, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you why it's a really good song. It's because it it sounds the chorus sounds almost exactly like "Crazy" from CeeLo Green, which I was I was gonna mention that too. Uh, and Alex, I said I said. I was I took a walk. I was listening to this CD. I was taking a walk and, and I'm listening to it. And now I'm hearing this this chorus. I'm like, damn! I know this. This is from somewhere. I know this from somewhere. 
And then it finally just, it popped into my head. It was CeeLo Green. I said, oh, I think it's crazy. And then I went back and listened to it. It's the same. It's the same chorus, basically. Uh, so Paul Stanley may have a, a, a problem <laughs> if if CeeLo Green, you know, uh, finds out his, his entourage uh, may may come after him. But uh, otherwise, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a well-written song. Did he do it? intentionally probably not it's probably something that you know it's one of those things you hear in the in the back of your mind it's it's happened on other songs that he's written and other artists have written too um you know george harrison right uh, did it to uh, my a sweet song lord. And my sweet lord yeah to he's so fine right it was the original uh, by another so yeah it happens uh, I think it happened here in the in the same fashion, but yeah, it's a really, really good song, um, and that's why I rank it high. Even though I th- I thought, oh, did he, did he steal that from him? You know, but uh, it still ranks high. It's just a great song. All right, we've arrived at number one, and it's number one across the album. It would have been a unanim- unanimous pick if it wasn't for wow. me. Oh, sorry guys. <laughs> wow. I'm clearly on the wrong. I'm clearly on the wrong page. Uh, So on a whopping 55 points, making so obviously a clear winner. I O I Lonnie. Great song. Again, um, same sentiments that I said about about the last one. Um, It's it's a great song, and it and it surprised me again with how good it was. Uh, as much as I, I didn't care for some of the, the other original tracks that are on here, as much as I didn't care for some of the covers that are on here, this song really stands out um, as the clear winner, in my opinion. It's it's fantastic. It's well written. It's Paul Stanley. Um, and I, I mentioned earlier in the show, like, well, I don't know how much of this I'll listen to in the future, but I, I can definitely see myself listening to the song. Um, actually, the last two songs, you know, down the road that they'll, you know, be in a, a playlist or, or, or something as you know, as, as I go on. So, um, love the song. Can't, I, I really can't say really too much good, too many good things about it. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And it, it deservingly number one. Alex. Um, I, again, like Lonnie, I love it. Um, I like the part after the sax solo where he, you know, he says five o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. then the, I can't stand it. And that's like, that's Paul Stanley. <laughs> that is Paul freaking Stanley of Kiss right there. Um, and, and so that hit me. And, and I'm going to say this real quick. Um, any of you guys listening, and if you happen to work with Universal with Paul Stanley, uh, Propo 45 single of this song, you can pick the B-side, but this on the final single. And uh, please make sure that Ken, Julie, and the guys can have a chance to pre-order if you do limited numbers and don't do like the Kiss Kills in Germany thing. Make sure they can get a pre-order. But really, I like to see this as a purple singer, like Record Store Day, guys. Come on, purple single. Uh, you know, make it look like a clot. You know, by all means, you know, tweak the photo, make it black and white cover, make it look like the old 45 you would have picked up back in the day when you got your spinners or your four top single at the store. Um, Great song. Um, again, with his with his originals, I I want to see a second Soul Station album, and I want to see more originals from Paul. I think he's got a like I said, he's uh, found some magic that he needs to tap some more. Nice, great ideas for Record Store Day as well. So, Ken. Yeah, it's it's just yeah number one for me. Um, is one of those songs, first songs that kind of I listened to the album one time, maybe twice, and then 
later on I could, I could hear it going on in my head you know uh, it's one of those songs uh, that are very catchy um, well done well written well sung everything is is good about it that's why uh, it's ranked at at number one um, I don't know what else to say about it other than yeah it's it's good it's really good and it's too bad that they didn't promote it maybe more or done something um, I mean I know this album only went to like 140 on the 200 I think um, which is kind of sad in a way I think you know if he would have gotten maybe a guest artist on there someone from you know the you know, Motown or whatever you know I think I mentioned it on the thread Stevie Wonder or whatever you know get someone to, to take notice more notice in this because there is some you know well written good new gems on here I respect him more for not doing that for standing okay. for stand well, for standing alone and not trying to um you know um i i understand that but everyone does it today even the big stars work together yeah uh, no i i, I know over. i know they do but yeah. th- that he hasn't makes me respect him even yeah, more. i understand that yeah. and and we've we've all cried about the Lady Gaga freak fiasco. That's a big yeah. miss. Yeah, so so I'm glad he stood on his own, you know, two feet for this project. It was my second favorite, but those, you know, top two could easily be interchanged. Again, the same things I said about Save Me is Paul Stanley wrote this. Oh my goodness me, Paul Stanley wrote this song, and that's the guy who got me into Kiss. And that's the guy whose songs I've generally preferred all throughout my time as a fan. And he's still writing songs that can make me go, Paul Stanley wrote this song. And so, you know, what other way to end this episode? Let's uh, do a recap of the uh, the countdown. This will be the full album ranking uh, from last place to first. La La Means I Love You in last, followed by Ooh baby baby followed by you are everything followed by the tracks of my tears just my imagination lorelei uh whenever you're ready let's stay together Ooh child i do baby i need your loving could it be i've fallen in love save me from you and the winner i oh i will put these rankings up on the uh, message board and on facebook for you to pick apart each one of our rankings and our overall picks uh but before we end paul's performed a whole bunch of other songs you know, at with Soul Station Live, uh, you know, bet you by golly wow from the stylistics, Dancing in the Street with Martha and the Vandellas, uh, Get Ready the Temptations, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5, Sideshow by Blue Magic, Sign Seal Delivered, I'm Yours by Stevie Wonder, which Ken, who Ken mentioned, uh, The Way You Do the Things You Do, Temptations, and a couple of, uh, how do you say it, Isley? Isley Brothers? Isley Brothers. Isley Brothers. Isley. I'm just not familiar with this stuff. Uh, this Old yeah. Heart of Mine and Who's That Lady? Um, you know, are there any of those that you would have preferred that he include on this album, perhaps bumping a song, and if so, which? Alex? Um, you know, I, I would say uh, I Want You Back's been covered to death, so I could totally <laughs> do without that, but I, I think you just mentioned um, Get Ready, Temptations. Um, I, I liked it. I think I saw a video of him doing it, and, and I, I'll be honest, I remember being a little like, oh, it's not going to be on the album. Like That, that would almost sort of been like a great, um, you know, more up-tempo song to switch out for one of the lower-tempo songs that, you know, to kind of give some balance to the record. I agree. That that was my pick, because that was also his set opener. 
because again it's it's got that good what i was talking about what i missed for the opening of the album that kind of declaration get ready temptations wow yeah that i also like sideshow so uh, those those would be a couple and uh you know la la means i love you could be replaced by just about anything on that list even the jackson five who i don't care for lonnie yeah i would say well like say i would recommend that i would share that sentiment um i would like to, i would have liked to have heard um try to go go ahead and do signed sealed and delivered on yours i think that would have been fun to just that cv wonder cover um that, that would be my pick out, out of those um although I, I do like get ready but signed sealed delivered i think would be would be fun all right ken which one of these has linda ronstadt done that you'd like paul to do <laughs> yeah uh, did she do any of these lots? Uh, uh, I don't know. He did two that was rusted already. So, um, uh, you know, any of these are good. I think uh, the choice would have been better to stick a couple other songs that didn't, you know, have falsetto in it. So it wasn't so much overkill falsetto uh, through the album. Um, otherwise, yeah, any of these, you know, are, are pretty good. Um, yeah, Get Ready is a real good one and uh they're all good uh it's just a matter of finding the right one that kind of makes the album flow better um you know yeah Any, anything would have worked all right much. let's let's close with uh shout out to some of the podcasts because he's done a, a lot of coverage he's been on tons of podcasts and done lots of interviews are there any that have stood out for you that you'd like to give a shout out to ken i'm gonna start with you on one of the podcasts, uh, you know, I can't remember it, but it was a young guy, and he asked a lot of great questions uh, that that Paul Stanley um, did not um, normally would get. Um, I think, I think even I think Paul said on one of those says no one's ever asked me that question. I forget which one that question was, but now, but um, yeah, there's a few podcasts I, I watched, but that that one was was one of the better ones. Sorry, I can't remember what it was, the name of that one. Yeah, it's on the message board, and it got a lot of uh, a lot of comments because it was so yeah. unusual that th- th- he was a real youngster. I don't remember his name either. Uh, Alex, Jeremy White. Uh, I give a shout out to yeah. Jeremy White, uh, and he was the one that did ask that question about Peter <laughs> on the album, and at least. It- on the interview I saw, but I like this, and I'll give a shout out to Mike Brun uh, with the rock and roll experience. Uh, I thought it was really cool, you know, because if, if you look at a lot of the press for this, you know, it, it did go to a lot of you know the major people, Yahoo, you know, all the you know the music, you know, kind of news sites, and the sort of see you know like Mike Brun doing the interview, you know, kudos to you for getting that interview and stuff. You're totally totally awesome. Yeah, nice. That, that Mike would have been my pick as well, you know, just because he's one of the few kind of KISS-related podcasts and a really small show at this point, but growing each episode, um, you know, to, to get that, you know, so congratulations and also for doing a good job on it. But I think that uh, that one fella, and again, we'll dig out the links maybe, or, you know, find them yourself. Go go, go to the FAQ, sign up, uh, trawl through it, uh, <laughs> you know, find it. Um you know, really did a good job of, uh, you know, asking the questions that so many people fail to ask or maybe don't get Paul in the mood to answer it because you, you never know where an interview is going to go with with an artist and whether they're going to be in the mood for that and it's going to lead into new avenues. Lonnie. Um, 
not going to lie to you. I haven't really listened to a lot of them because I didn't have a lot of interest in the album before it came out. And I've listened to it some the last couple of weeks, but as much as I love Kiss, as much as I love Paul Stanley, like I, like I said when I started off the, when we started the show, I mean, usually I'm like, I'm like basically cut school to go buy Kiss albums. But I I didn't have much interest in it at all until like the, the night before it came out. Like, oh yeah, I guess I better order that. So that being said, I didn't really seek out much of the press that he was getting for this album um, leading up to its release because it, it, the Soul Station didn't resonate with me, didn't excite me. But to my surprise, the album itself um, surprised me and it's better than I thought it would be. So I'm not going to lie to you and start throwing out names because it wouldn't be honest. Yeah, I don't listen to very many podcasts at all either, so there you go. All right, there we are. That's our ranking. Um, what did you think of it? Did it surprise you? Um, did it meet your expectations? Did it not meet your expectations? Or did you have zero interest in it? Or did you give it a chance after hearing the single? Or did you not? You know, we'd love to know your opinions on Soul Station. Everyone and their dog and cats doing reviews, so why not chime in with your thoughts? But anyway, for now, from Alex, from Ken, Lonnie, and myself, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Kiss FAQ Podcast. It's been a long time since we've rock and rolled. But that all changes this August as Rockin' Pod returns to Nashville. This annual convention brings together rock artists, fans, and podcasters for an unforgettable rock experience. Special guests this year include Billy Sheehan, Ron Keel, Don Jameson of That Metal Show, and current and former members of Winger, LA Guns, Accept, and more. Stage panels, signing sessions, and photo ops will be available, plus lots of vinyl and memorabilia vendors. Music podcasters from all over North America will be appearing on site for live interviews, speaking sessions, networking, and more. Got a music podcast? Register and join us. Rockin' Pod Weekend kicks off with a pre-party featuring former Tesla guitarist Tommy Skio and his new band Resist and Bite making their debut performance, as well as a rare hair set featuring surprise guests performing all-time classics. Rockin' Pod Weekend takes place August 6th through the 8th in Nashville, Tennessee. Tickets, VIP passes, podcast registration, and discounted hotel rooms are available now at rockandpod.com. Rockin' Pod is brought to you by DBG Productions, Bradley Entertainment, and Encaptia. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.